Talk Live, and the people uh, watching the webcam are saying to themselves, what the hell are they doing? Uh-huh. 1-800-259-9231. We are comparing our third nipples here. Any, any uh, chance to take my shirt off? Ian doesn't have one. <laughs> I, I was just trying to fool Ian into the, to, to believing that the mole that I have is a third nipple. So. Ah, see, I mine thought it was a mole. Is, I'm pretty sure mine is a third nipple. Just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Uh, and we invite you to our website. You can go there and you can watch things like our webcam and look at other uh, features. And they're all free over at freetalklive.com. A uh, main feature of, of the site allows you to influence some of the things we'll talk about on the air by submitting uh, different show prep suggestions. So as you're surfing around, if you find something that you think our listeners might be interested in uh, seeing as well, you just submit it to the site. And then other listeners will see it and they'll vote on whether they like or dislike it. And the most liked make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Uh, so the toll-free number again, 1-800-259-9231. Now, last time, Dale uh, was on uh, – he's on every Friday and frequently brings in uh, pieces from Cracked.com to share with us. And the one we did last Friday toward the end of the show was the 10 – or 6. The nine. Six, the 9. The, uh, nine. <laughs> it's always some You're number there. list. You're getting closer. <laughs> the nine, it's usually 10. Uh, the Warmer. 9 most badass Bible verses. And I think we've got through – I think we got through six, and I think we're on number five. Number five. Okay, so we're going down the list. We had just gotten through a hood, a hood, E H U D, a hood uh, stabbing Stabbing a a fat king and burying his sword in the flab until if the fat flopped over the handle of the sword. Let's pick it up where we left off, and then we'll get back to uh, more current events in regards to, for instance, a a new place uh, for the smoking ban to expand into. We will uh, explain that, at least for those of you in the New York City area, at least for now. Uh, The details on that are on the way. But from Crack.com, let's pick up the list here, Dale. Number five is from Numbers, uh, verses 31 through 33. And it says, uh, Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to the assembly, Move away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. As soon as he finished saying all this, the ground under them split apart, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them, with their households and all Korah's men and all their possessions. They went down alive into the grave with everything they owned. The earth closed over them, and they perished and were gone from the community. Who was this that this was done to? I missed that point. Uh, this, well, some folks. This is Moses um, punishing some people with the wrath of God. That's not very nice. And I thought there was a, wait a minute, and I thought God was all loving. Oh, wait, not we've already original, figured that not. out. <laughs> we, we've already figured it out. Well, the There's, original one uh, and the new one, they both uh, you want you to believe in hell, right? Both of those. Yeah, it, depends on, it depends on who you, which uh, sect of Christianity you believe. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Some of them are, go for it. The Jehovah's Witnesses don't, but if, a lot of Christians tell you they're not real Christians anyway. So basically, there's the an earth- awful lot. Again, though, there's an awful lot in the Bible that gets retroactively reinterpreted to suit the modern, whatever modern prejudices and and particular views of the people at the time. So Moses so. was uh, was upset at, uh, or God supposedly was upset, and he orders Moses to uh, swallow, to open the earth up and literally swallow people's homes and, and individuals <laughs> and into it? Yeah. Yes, the earth swallowing gotcha. people up. It said, it said the above happened years after Moses killed the Egyptian guy and led a country's worth of Hebrews into the desert where they wandered aimlessly for several decades. No, seen, no historical evidence of this. None. Right. That they, they several wandered. decades. That's uh, a long time decades. to wander without any evidence. Right? 60 years, 40 years, something like that. At some point, a troublemaker named Korah and 250 supporters banded together and aired a series of complaints about the fact that they were wandering aimlessly in the desert. God listened carefully to their complaints, weighed their points, and made the earth eat them alive. (laughs) 
The text does not make it clear whether or not the Earth made that um num 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 sound. <laughs> so scholars are forced to speculate. This really puts things in perspective for the anti-religion critics. They can complain all they want about religious intolerance and pushy evangelicals trying to censor TV and annoy people into conversion. But that's a hell of an improvement over the situation during Exodus, during the Exodus, when God would feed non-believers to the mighty Sarlacc. Wow. <laughs> I believe that's a uh, that's Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars In fact, that's what I was thinking of during this. Yeah, so. it, it's, it does. It that sounds scene. a lot like the, the Sarlacc. <laughs> yeah. The Sarlacc thing, I felt like it was a cheap, cheap, uh, uh, you know, trick that they did during uh, Return of the Jedi. Cheap trick? What do you mean? It was a big hole in the ground, big hole in the ground, like a, you know, like little rubber teeth at the bottom. Come on. A, it was a monster at the bottom. Of oh, the they changed it later with some CGI and totally revamped the movie. They did. They, they, they made tentacles come they out of it and later. everything. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I never saw the other two. Just as an aside on that, the first, uh, the they did the they redid all three of the the original first three with the new graphics, and I only saw the first one, and I was kind of disappointed in it, so I I didn't bother to see the other two. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there was a new stuff in 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 the first one, like the uh, the in the in the first the Star first Wars. chronologically the first three. I'm sorry, I'm not, I probably should make that clear. The New Hope and yeah, the, the first three that came out confusing. chronologically. Yeah, they redid them. You didn't. You knew that, right? I they guess added, they added some stuff to the bar scene, right? They added a bunch of stuff. They added in all kinds There's of CGI. There's a whole bunch of just stuff in the background of like weird mo- Silly people crap. riding on weird okay. creatures yeah. and all kinds of stuff just stuck in the background, just to just to kind of spice it up or Got something. It. Well, two un- unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Bible does not uh, have any patrol dobacks. So yeah. Uh, two Moving verses on. later, God sends down a ball of fire and incinerates the other 250 rebels. You have to imagine there was a moment of tentative relief when the 250 rebels saw that they had not been swallowed up along with Korah. Yeah, they probably said, thank you. We were just about to bury that a-hole ourselves. Fortunately, we all we all have learned the error of our rebellious ways. And hey, what's that? Ah, fire! <laughs> so, I guess, yeah, they didn't repent fast enough or something, apparently. Yeah. Number five. That was number five. Oh, that was number five. Number, number four. four is Deuteronomy 11 through 12. If two men are fighting, this is, this is where it gets a little bit like the Sunday show, but we're going we're gonna to censor it a little. <laughs> Deuteronomy 11, 12. Uh, if two men are fighting and the wife of one of them comes to rescue her husband from his assailant and she reaches out and seizes him by his private parts, you shall cut off her hand, show her no pity. Hold on. The Bible says that it's no fair for uh, to to grab the the jewels. Is that what the Bible says? That's right. That's right. Don't grab the junk. And, you know, like like the one treasure. of the one of the, the 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 critiques of the Bible is that it's written by a paternalistic society, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how can you deny that? When, when oh yeah, they're going to get into that too. The one <laughs> the one, the one sort of saving grace for women is that there's always the reset button. You know that you can always reach out and if, if you can if you can get to it, there's there's that that one little weak link that that you can get a hold of. And God said God says no fair. You no will fair. have your hand cut off. That's this right. is ridiculous. God didn't say that, people. It's, it's funny they talk. They sound just like Mark too. This is you know they're going to actually address what you're talking about. God didn't say that. All right. <laughs> this mean? is a Wake man's up, America. law. Right Wait a minute. It's just God's word right no, here in the Bible. No, it says it right here. This is a man's law right here. When Conan became king of the end of Conan, <laughs> king at the end of Conan the Destroyer, you can bet he made sure there was a rule just like this. His first day in office. Ladies, we respect your right to resolve disputes in whatever manner you feel necessary for the situation, but do not grab the junk. 
The words in the Bible are actually those of God speaking to the Hebrews and taking time to add the junk grab rule into the supplemental <laughs> commandments that didn't make it into the original 10. This had to be right after God re- realized his plan for a male-dominated society had a fatal flaw, which is that the women could prevail in any conflict simply by grabbing the men's junk. Now, now you nervous liberal types are complaining that this is a, that this is barbaric and misogynistic. Perhaps a little context helps. Just a couple pages earlier in Deuteronomy uh, twenty three one, we get this: No one who has been emasculated by crushing or cutting may enter the assembly of the Lord. So if uh, God doesn't la- uh, doesn't let guys no that lost their junk go into uh, church. Wow. No eunuchs. So if you lose your uh, if you lose your private parts as a male, then you aren't pretty much you can't be saved, right? At that point, I mean, you couldn't go to if you can't go to church. I suppose you could be saved by some sort of wandering. How, how would that work? They just banned from the church, or or could they somehow like hook up with a priest outside the church? Well, you and- have to figure that uh, these people. Uh, I mean, they're eunuchs, right? They're slaves, and this is this was truly the it, it was the people, the free people in this society, the people that own slaves. The Bible has no problem with you owning slaves, and this is it shows just how old this document is mm-hmm. and how unfit that it is uh, these days for people to use it as their means to communicate and understand God. It's I'm sure it was fine three thousand years ago, but to to drag it along and 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 you know try to animate it like a like an old. Uh, <laughs> mummy uh, for for today's society just doesn't make any sense all right we're going to come back with more you're welcome to share your thoughts at 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line you can bring up anything this is free talk live who's checking the unix MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. You can enjoy features on our website like live streams. Perhaps you uh, want to tune in around the clock, 4 a.m. You want to listen to Free Talk Live? It's there, 24 hours a day. You get the latest episode of Free Talk Live over on uh, our Listen page at listen.freetalklive.com. You can enjoy a broadband version of the show or a dial-up version. Plus, if you're not around an internet connection, you can use our Listen lines to call in from any phone and listen over your phone. It's uh, As long as your phone can dial long distance, you can listen to Free Talk Live. Again, around the clock. Details are at listen.freetalklive.com. And the uh, the call-in line, the 800-259-9231 number, is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI uh, is a collections company that does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. They've also sort of branched out. They have huge these, these huge uh, uh, phone banks and, and uh uh, technology to do that kind of thing. And so if you have anything where you need to reach people, uh, you've got, say, a list of numbers or you need them to get a list of numbers for you. 
and you want to reach people who aren't on the Do Not Call list, uh, you can do that through SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. All right. Again, the toll-free number here for you is 800-259-9231, and you can join us at freetalklive.com. So, uh, Dale is with us here tonight from anarchyinyourhead.com, and uh, he's sharing with us something that he began to share with us last Friday, and we were rudely interrupted by the end of the show. So we continued, uh, we're continuing here tonight, the nine baddest-ass Bible verses as presented by Cracked.com. Where are we at, Dale? Yeah, we're, we were on emasculization or emasculating and, and crushing. Oh, and, yeah, and you just read a part about how uh, there's some sort of church rule or some biblical rule that says that if you're, uh, you, you, pay, you pretty much as a man don't have a unit anymore, you are not allowed to, to go to church. Yeah, I guess if you don't have or even testicles. part of it. Or even you're missing if you're missing no even one, who in one has testicle? been emasculated by crushing or cutting may enter the assembly of the Lord. That's Deuteronomy 23:1. Uh, what gets me about this before we go on though is how specific it is. You can tell that a lot of this came out of one specific event and it's so specific. You know, this it says if two men are fighting and the wife of one of them comes to rescue her husband from the assailant and reaches out and seizes him by his private parts, mm-hmm. and, and you shall cut off her hand, show her no pity. And that's so specific. This is precedent law, clearly, right? Yeah. So like they could, a, a Something judge, happened and they, they resolved it and they said, this is this. what God says. Yeah. Or either that or the guy yeah. that wrote that chapter had that happen to him and decided right. to write that in. Exactly. Oh yeah, and I and think this is what God says. <laughs> I've always, yeah. I've always held it against Cynthia for doing that. Yeah. And, and here now that I get to write the law, you know, right. I well, no, it came from God. So you know, God told me to write this. this. Is, God but, spoke through me. Right. This is how it was done, though, three thousand years ago. If you wanted to be able to pass laws and things on people, you had to say things came from God. You had to invoke the Lord. Yeah, and and right after that, it says emasculated by crushing. Yeah, everything in the Bible has to be understood in context of the times these people were living in. And apparently these people lived in a time when crushing the nuts was so common that the <laughs> crushed victims were an entire demographic that had to be accounted for in the law. Call these commandments savage if you want, but if you were God, <laughs> how many nuts would you have to be crushed before you overreacted? We're thinking the answer is two. <laughs> of course, if you're a believer and don't think this grab the junk, lose a hand commandment, is from the Almighty at all, then it becomes obvious what happened. The rule was handed down by some angry clergyman when, within the first minute or so of having his junk crushed. <laughs> so, so it's actually... That's exactly right. All and, perspective tends to go out the window at that moment. And if you can, if you can say that the, uh, the, rule, uh, the, 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 the rule where women aren't allowed to grab men's testicles while two men are fighting, it wasn't passed down directly from God. If you can say that one is, then how can you say that any of the rest of the Bible is no. uh, passed down from God? I believe there are spiritual truths in the Bible. I think it's a, it's a wonderful document, especially the... Uh, the New Testament, I think that there's a there's a lot in there for people. I but that the, the, this is the word of God, every dot and every tittle. That yeah, just that doesn't was, seem. Yeah, like, that doesn't seem doesn't, like the the fly. statement of a person who's critically thinking. Now, wait a minute. To to emasculate somebody means to remove uh, to castrate or to remove the testicles of. So technically, you could. Well, they uh, said by crushing also. Yeah. So if you destroy them, they're the no testicles. longer working. So I you guess. could still have a penis, just as yes. uh, yeah. As long as the, the uh, or excuse me, you could be missing a penis, but still have testicles and get it, go to church. But if you are missing testicles or have had crushed testicles, you would be barred from 
uh, from going to it church. Might, well, who knows? There's a lot of verses in the Bible. They may get to that later. And so, <laughs> Mark, do you remember? <laughs> I, I, I can't. I don't remember most of these. Are verses. they checking you at the door, though? I mean, when you go in, because <laughs> otherwise the word would have to spread around, and I'm sure that word spread back then just like it does today maybe not as quite efficiently but uh so it would have to i mean that would an, that would be an interesting door check at the right. presumably at the somebody would have to say something to uh to whoever's in charge like hey psst, they can't be here and then they'd have to verify that uh, that claim they're a crushing victim yeah mm. no crushing victims let's uh let's uh, take a break from this we'll go to your phone calls and uh get your thoughts matthew's in georgia you're on free talk live hello matthew oh how's it going gentlemen hey, what's on your mind tonight hey uh yeah, I was just calling in. Um, I'm actually a Christian myself, and um, and you know, not not picking any fights or anything. I'm more or less I I, I pretty much agree with you guys on a bit, and um, more or less, I feel you know you're right when you read a lot of different things in there. There there are a lot of different things in the Old Testament um, and the New Testament too, but mostly in the Old Testament, because me and my wife, we do Bible study a little bit, and, you know, really the Old Testament. It's almost like a replay, right? It's just like, you know, people straying from God, and then God sending the northerners down and enslaving that generation of the people, and, you know, it's a lot of crazy stuff in there. Uh, but more or less, um, the reason why I was calling was just because, you know, I was saying, yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys a little bit on the Old Testament. but um, So if you I think believe... the Old Testament is crazy, uh, then... You're clearly not somebody that believes the the Bible is the Word of God. What do you believe about it? Well, I mean, let let me put it like this, right? Um, I mean, because I believe, I believe that maybe at one point, you know, like you guys said, uh, it could have, it maybe, you know, maybe by definition, I'm not a Christian, but 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 the whole thing with me is, I believe more or less that, uh, like, say, the commandments um, after Jesus came along. You know, you didn't really have to tell anyone. You know, didn't love the commandments your neighbor, come before you. Jesus? I'm sorry, I don't Jesus remember. Jesus had two commandments. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They did. But I was just saying, more or less, like after Jesus, you know, there was no necessarily uh, ordained people of God because everyone was people of God, and you know, no real need to say love your neighbor or love your brother, you know, because everyone's your brother, and and that's really to me, it it kind of leads in my mind, back to libertarianism because, or, or not necessarily even libertarianism, um, but just like a person's free right to do anything because God himself, uh, you know, it's not like everyone was forced to do God's will. Every, you know, everyone has free will to do whatever they want to. And it's not up to me to force everyone to, to live by biblical principles or anything like that. Everyone has their own free will, so everyone can do whatever they want to do and that's what makes everyone's decision special. It's because everybody does have that freedom to do whatever they want to do. And when they choose to do, you know, I guess what I would consider the moral thing, it becomes even more special. And Indeed. Uh, morality, nice it couldn't possibly be morality unless you chose to do it. If you force somebody to make a decision, um, you know, or they don't get a decision, they're not making a moral choice. Matthew, I'd encourage you to uh, you know, use whatever label you want. If you want to call yourself a Christian, you're a Christian. Don't let people who say that the Word of God, uh, that the Bible is the Word of God, every dot, every tittle, define what a Christian is. A Christian means somebody who's Christ-like. And I don't think Christ just uh, went ahead and believed everything that was written down as uh, without any questions. Hey, thanks, Matthew, for the call. I appreciate it at 800-259-9231. Sounds like the kind of Christian I could get along with. Uh, more coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. 
In 2010, you were fighting for your rights. In 2019, we are fighting for our lives. The last illusions of economic stability have shattered, revealing the financial dystopia that lies beneath the surface. The Federal Reserve has run out of lies and out of time. Those who stand for liberty will right their wrongs or die trying. Get involved with the epic animated feature-length film, Silver Circle, at silvercirclemovie.com. Just remember, when they control the money, they control everything. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free. So head on over there. Enjoy those, including our news updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something uh, that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get on the list. Uh, you can follow us via Twitter or Facebook. Uh, we've got our updates as well that you can get via email. So whichever Updates way. are the best. It's it delivered right to your box. You don't yep. have to do anything else. Absolutely. Uh, you can go over and get it however you want it over at news.freetalklive.com. Plus, our webcam is brought to you by memorydealers.com. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They uh, have the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They offer great prices and services on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches for the the normal folks out there. And it's MemoryDealers.com. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. All right, again, uh, the toll-free number is 800-259-9231. We're going to continue in a moment the... The nine most badass Bible verses, and I think we're up to, what, number three? We're about to start number three. All right, we're, we'll get to that, but first, uh, Ty is on the line in Tennessee on the amp lines. Hello, Ty. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Just great, Ty. Uh, What's on your mind? I'm hoping to get some, uh, get, get some encouragement here. I'm feeling very discouraged because, you know, I would prefer that we had, didn't have to deal with politics, but I feel like, you know, we have to uh, play defensive politics you know, I, I can't really – there's not a whole lot of people I could vote for, but I, there's a lot of people I could vote against. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always, it always seems like you're voting for the evil of two lessers or the lesser of two evils, however you want to put it. Sure, it's frustrating. And, uh, you know, you feel like you're playing whack-a-mole. The moles always win. Uh, but, you know, this, this November I feel almost obligated to vote Republican, even though I find the idea repug- repugnant. So and I'll just – Maybe maybe I should just completely drop out, you know. But I share your frustration. I completely understand, and I have dropped out from the federal government elections. I uh, will not be participating in those. Um, but I don't blame you for if you if you if you if you feel like you have to do it. I you know I, I don't blame you. You're not a bad person for it. You know um, the way I feel on the federal uh, level is that. For me, I have a, I believe I have a moral obligation to prevent harm from occurring if I can make that happen. And I'll admit, like, there's no, there's no good, uh, there's generally no good candidate, but there are better and there are worse candidates. And generally, mm-hmm. I don't get the option of voting for the better or worse candidates because you only live in the one area and, uh, the people that make it to president all really stink. So, um, the one guy that you could talk about that we all deal with, that, he, that he's going to stink every time. But there are choices across the nation. And what I've found is I, I'd prefer dollars are more important than votes. And I'd prefer to send a few bucks here and there to, and even if it's not much, to candidates 
that uh, you know across the nation that I feel are better, and um, rather than than trying to w- worry about which one I have in my local area to vote for, because I. You know, this last primary, I didn't have any really great choices, and the one, the ones that I did feel like were gr- good choices, didn't seem like they were going to win in the primary. Turns out they didn't. Probably because some people like me said, "Well, these guys probably won't win," and so they went and voted for the the medium of two evils. That's something that the Libertarian Party has been dealing with for decades, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so so it's 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 hard to know what to do, but. When you come to New Hampshire, if, if Ty, if you're ever going to show up here, I don't know. Um, oh, I'd like to. I, I, I probably won't be able to. I've got a, I've got a large family, large extended family, and it'd be it'd be pretty difficult. My heart's with you guys, but I don't. I really don't think I'm going to be able to make the move. It's discouraging when you're, uh, you know, I, I've been in I've been in your in, uh, situation where you don't have that candidate that you can vote for, you can get behind, who's anywhere in the immediate vicinity. Here in New Hampshire, we have more choices and uh, better choices, but it's because you know people have been able to pick up and move. And uh, you know, I understand. I know what I know. I know what you're dealing with, and it's you know, it's not easy to make that particular. Just to uh, kind of give you an move. idea. Of- the discouragement I'm experiencing, and I, I hate to kind of disparage the people, but I've, I've gone to some of the Campaign for Liberty West Tennessee meetings. Yeah. And the last time I was there, I was just kind of surprised because they were talking about nullification, you know, trying to nullify the health care, blah, 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 this. You know, just the, the basic idea of nullification. They touched on the idea of jury nullification, which was pretty cool. But then at the end of the meeting, the idea was, well, who can we get? that we're going to, you know, put in place to make this happen. And it's like you're missing the point. <laughs> you're missing the point. The point is you, you're not supposed to be seeking for someone to do things for you. You know? Yeah. We're yeah. supposed to self-reliant. That's what we're supposed to be. That's what I thought. Well, I, have, I got discouraged some time back, and I have withdrawn not just from federal elections but from all elections. And I think for me, and it's just I'm, I only speak for myself because I feel like you know Mark is doing what he feels is the best thing for him to do. So I don't say Mark is an immoral person or anything like that because I think he's doing what he thinks is the right thing to do. I look at it as the whole – I'm speaking out against that system and the whole idea of – of of a majority uh, gang violence, basically a majority ganging up and imposing their will on the minority, and I'm constantly speaking out against that system, and I don't participate in it because, on some level, I, I there's a certain leap of faith in it, and I acknowledge that. But I, on some level, I deeply feel that if I live my life dishonestly, there's always going to be more harm in the long run. It might feel like in the short run, it might feel like something good is going to come of living my life dishonestly. But in the long run, it feels like uh, I get the sense that in the long run, I'm going to pay a price for that. And again, I can't I can't prove that. So I can't uh, really begrudge anyone who feels like they're doing what's the best thing. So uh, yeah, I, just I just feel I have to feel like, I, you know, it's so important that I live my life honestly. And that would be dishonest for me. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm at the point in my life now I want to live according to principles. And I and I hold those principles up, and, and the principles that I hold up is the the non-aggression uh, uh, principle and uh, and self-propriety. And I use that, you know, on any of my decisions that I make. And I would definitely use that in political decisions. But the idea of politics goes against it anyway, you know. Was it? Uh, it does for me. Who, who showed that? Uh, uh, says that there's two ways that we could get by in the world, either you know. Uh, economically by trading amongst ourselves or through politics, which is effectively theft. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, politics is inherently immoral. So it's kind of like 
it's kind of like, you know, what, was, what do they say in World War One? the war to end all wars? Is this, is this politics to end all politics? No, or am I kidding myself? Well, is it inherently immoral? I don't know if I'll agree with that point. I mean, we had a, a lengthy discussion about voting on the show last night. And I think that if you've got somebody who's a principled individual who's not advocating force against other people, I don't see why it would be immoral for them to uh, to participate in in that system. I think the system is is inherently immoral in the way that it uh, imposes itself upon people. But the uh, the 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 idea of elections in general, uh, I don't know if you're in. I don't know if you would be able to call someone immoral for running for uh, for political office. I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm saying I'm saying that politics itself is based on immorality because it's based on the idea of coercion. That's all it's, I'm saying. I'm not yeah, saying the way I describe politics is politics is necessarily immoral. Okay, the so not I'd specifically describe, elections, but politics in general. Okay, I, I can see the, where the you're way I describe yeah. politics is it's not so much. It's not that it's violent inherently. What it is is it's the justification system that people have for violence. So, and, well, we and elected I see that. Them. <laughs> right. I see a lot of people uh, engaging in very. You know what you would normally call overtly bad behavior, except that they've caught, they've got a justification system, and justification systems. There's there's better ones and worse ones and everything. But what I try to do is avoid the idea of resolving any problem through justifications, because you you, you can say something's justified, but it doesn't mean the action is a good choice, right? Like I can say that well, I am justified yeah. in doing X. But does that mean that the action X is actually going to result in a positive outcome? That's how I feel yeah, about violence. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's justified saying, is almost completely irrelevant to that to that question. What you're saying there is something that I've been saying a lot lately. Just because you have a right to do something doesn't mean it's right to do it. Absolutely. That that just tends to be how I feel about violence. I think that it's it's usually better to turn the other cheek. Uh, but I don't blame somebody for wanting to uh, to strike back or to de- defend oneself with the violence. I think that's fully justified whether or not it's right in most cases or in, in any cases. Well, justified question. sort of gets into whether it's right or not, but whether it's effective, you know? Hey, thanks, Ty. Question. Appreciate your call right. tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Dale, joining us from anarchyinyourhead.com. You can, uh, again, visit us at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the fact that we give you those features on the website for free, then you can become an amplifier and help out the show. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. And to get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month, you know, those other talk shows, they want you to pay in advance before they'll let you into their websites. We let you in, let you take whatever you want, and then uh, you know, leave us a few bucks if you like that. If you like the site, you like the show, it's a great way to help us out because we'll take that $3 
per month. We'll pool it together with the other folks that are contributing, and then we'll uh, we'll use that money to get on new radio stations around the country and bring new people uh, across the internet to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. We started the show out tonight with the nine baddest ass Bible verses, and it was a continuation from last week's Friday edition. And, Dale, we've got three more to go, so let's pick up at number three from Crack.com. Now it's Fire from the Sky. Quote from Kings, um, 1824 and 38 through 40. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, prostrate. he is God. Prostrate. Yeah, there's a difference between prostrate I'm and sorry. prostrate. Big, <laughs> big difference. Big difference. Big difference. <laughs> there's, there's a Bible joke in there somewhere. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting it mixed up with the last, uh, with the number four, apparently. Uh, then Elijah commanded them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. So, you know, Who? this just sounds like... Uh, prophets some, of Baal? What's that? Baal is, uh, uh, is, is a god and uh, just, you know, some, some god, idol, right? idol one, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia area. Nobody's, nobody's worshiping Baal anymore unless people are just, just kind of doing it to, to be cantankerous throwbacks. <laughs> maybe they don't worship <laughs> Baal anymore. the Bible be- says not to. Well, maybe <laughs> it's because somebody essentially exterminated everybody that worshiped that... Uh, uh, idea. I don't know. I mean, a lot of a lot of religions just kind of lose their steam. I yeah. think that the one of the, the reasons that the Bible has well, it's because those religions don't have fire coming out of the sky from their god. Um, that's because they didn't say it. Plenty of religions have had fire coming out of the sky. I mean, this is just well, it might say it, but it didn't really happen. It only really happened in this case where it says it in the got Bible. any evidence. No. So the Bible is evidence. What are you talking about? So this, this is, is no, seriously. Seriously, just for a moment. Just for a moment. Like that's why we're gonna... talking about fire coming out of the sky and other, you know, the burning bush and you know, the parting of the sea and there there's people out there who really believe that that stuff all happened. Like there were fire coming out of the sea. It must you know, have happened. It's written in the Bible. What so more evidence is, you do know, you need? I, this is why I believe the, the Bible. I've heard people say they saw ghosts and things like that just in my lifetime, like firsthand. Mm-hmm, sure. Not even thousands of years away, written by someone I've, who's been dead for generations and all that stuff. And I didn't even believe those people. Like these people were like alive still and saying they saw ghosts or something. I didn't even believe that. So like I don't. It just blows my mind that someone believes something that was like many, many, many generations. Long ago, uh, passed down probably word of mouth. Many, you know, before it was finally written down, and you know, the, you know that story, you know that thing where you whisper in someone's ear and they pass it to the next person, and 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 it goes on over and over and over, and then it's something completely different by the yep. time it gets to the other side. That's and, why the Bible wins. That's why the Bible is the winner in this competition. The the evolution, the 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 survival of the fittest in in religions. The reason that the rest of them don't have it is because of the really great transcription that the Jews had. Uh, you know from from scribe to scribe, generation to generation, is their stories are relatively consistent. They manage to keep the consistency there, whereas I imagine lots of these religions, you know, they don't have the generation to generation being passed down in written format. They don't have the, the, the genealogical aspect that the Bible does, and I think that's the reason that it manages to win, is because, well, it's mm. easier to believe if you can find a 2,000-year-old document that's relatively similar to the one that we have today that, um, well, the, it must be true because it matches this older one. 
But that just means that somebody was very good at writing these fantastic stories down. Because this Bale story here where God sends fire down from the sky in order to consume the altar and uh, you know burn the ground and the rocks, everything gets burned up. But you know, this is a fair and just God. And if he was a fair and just God, he would give me that kind of sign. I would be able to yeah, see that. I never see them shooting fire out of I the did. sky at the command of priests. I would have a lot prophets. easier time believing uh, that the God of the Old Testament is, mm-hmm. is the God of the New Testament. And I don't believe that's true. Um, I think it's just a kind of a transition thing. Uh, it, I would have a lot easier time believing that if I could just see some fire shoot down from the sky. But because you are skeptical of that. A huge, huge Because you're skeptical that fire really came out of the sky or that the Red Sea parted, then you're going to hell. Right, and that's it. I mean, because you're showing completely reasonable, sensible, common sense skepticism. And the Christian would say ridiculous story. Right, the Christian would say that the book is good enough, and that uh, God went away for a while, right, and then it's going to come back. The book gets the really great. uh, They they planned ahead with this whole, and I'm sure they must have dealt with this uh, this kind of uh, you know uh, people being credulous about it, Mm -hmm. incredulity uh, about uh, you know the whole all this stuff, and they so they managed to write in the clause that look, if wise men just can't make it to heaven they'll they'll be lost to hell and all with all their questions all that thinking yeah quit all, all that, that thinking <laughs> all these asking we're questions. telling you the truth just take it at face value god's and quit telling me what's true people god didn't give you that brain to think you're just <laughs> supposed to accept yeah so that is how they used to do religious debates back in the day the situation was that people of israel had taken to Baal worship a faith that added a lot of horrors to its rituals and thus gained immediate popularity Elijah, not the one with the bears, that was Elisha, Elisha, decided that the people had to choose between Baal and God. Rather than write a series of books or give a bunch of boring speeches, Elijah invited 450 Baal prophets to a contest where both sides would set up an animal sacrifice. Whichever God could rain, rain down fire on its sacrifice will be the one everybody worshipped. It's brilliant in its simplicity, and we're surprised religious debates were ever carried out any other way after that. <laughs> You can raise all the intellectual challenges you want about faith and the origins of the universe, but at the end of the day, you have to worship the God who can set you on fire. It's common sense. It, it truly is. <laughs> we like to think Elijah well, stood They weren't in, even allowed to worship. They were killed after that, right? Right. We, we, we like to think Elijah stood in front of the howling column of heavenly fire, straightened his robes, turned to the crowd and said, thus my opponent's argument fails. <laughs> then, <laughs> then he finished the debate in the way that all debates should be finished by having the losers slaughtered. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think they should uh, finish with a really, really cool disco dance. That's badass. Yeah, indeed. D- hence, Hardcore. Hence yeah. number three in the badass list. So, but still, two more. Number two, Judges 15, uh, 15 through 16. Finding a fresh jawbone of an ass, he grabbed it and struck down a thousand men. Then Samson said, with an ass's jawbone, I have made asses <laughs> of them. With an ass's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. Jeez. He's badass. It's a really Samson powerful this, you know. jawbone. You could kill a thousand men. They, were they just submitting themselves to be killed? Or I mean, Samson. No, no, Samson's badass. Oh, Samson, Samson, right? The strongest the, man in the uh, yeah, he's, Bible or something. He's, yeah. uh, you know, and he's, he's the superhero of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. He can uh, push, push down a temple with uh, just... Uh, they know. had to hold back on Samson. There's so much badass on, about Samson. Yeah. Uh, Samson could have dominated this list if we had let him. He was a sort of biblical superhero who could basically call down the powers of the Lord to turn himself into a hurricane of ass-kicking. His whole story involves a feud with the Philistines, people who lived in part of what is now Israel and embraced the long tradition of going to war with the Jews. Or specifically, the Philistines went to war against just Samson, and they pretty much lost. 
Why the ass skull? I mean, why? Uh, it was it was convenient. I see. But, but that, if you've got God behind you, why not just use your bare weapon? But the, he, you know, he shows how amazing he can be with just. The, well, you don't want to skin up your knuckles and stuff if you've I got see. something available. Right. Um, you know, it's. <laughs> these these stories are just campfire stories, as far as I can tell. And this was before they cut his it's, hair. It's, you know, Paul Bunyan carved the Grand Canyon yeah. with an axe and blah blah blah. It's just a fable, man. It's, it's just like you know, I don't know where they come up with this stuff. On this particular day, the Philistines had burned Samson's wife to death and sent some men to capture him. Specifically, they sent three thousand men. Men. So at that point, Samson either had the reputation as a world-class badass or the Philippine, Philistine army was the equivalent of those crappy <laughs> battle droids from the Star Wars prequels that could only kill an enemy soldier by crushing him under a pile of their own corpses. <laughs> either way, they didn't send enough. Samson tore apart the skull of a nearby dead donkey and grabbed one of these. And, and I don't remember. I, I, I know I was told the Samson story a lot when I was in uh, Sunday school, but it was when they cut his hair that he lost all of his, uh, his power, right? God yeah. basically shunned him yeah. at that point i'm going to imbue you with all this power but if you get a haircut then naughty boy well it's uh, it the samson story at the heart of it lies the don't trust a woman uh you know that this the, and this is obviously hmm. the paternal society once again look those girls they'll they'll turn your head they'll mess you up make you eat an apple that's well in this case it was delilah who uh you know was just nagged him until he did something that was clearly very stupid but cutting his hair you mean yeah Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up what you want. Hour number two is on the way. And we'll also uh, clue you in as to the next expansion of the smoking ban in New York City. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Hour two, up next. Now tell me again how this country is the land of the free. How would you like to use the power of mass media and popular culture to send an anti-statist message straight to the heart of middle America? It's easy to do. Just request this song on the radio. Hi, I'm John Ringer, and let me tell you about my crazy idea. I wrote a song called My Country, My Ass. I sent this song to over 600 radio stations nationwide. Then I made a web page with links for contact and email for all the radio stations. My goal is nothing less than to change the psychology of the entire country. But I can't do it alone. I need your help. All you have to do is use the internet to request the song. Radio stations aren't like the government. They care what their listeners think. To request the song, just go to MyCountryMyAss.com. It's easy. That's MyCountryMyAss.com. This song is my message. Is it yours? Why don't you tell those jerks in Washington to stick their laws where the sun don't shine? This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in via the toll-free numbers. We launch here into the second hour of the program. The number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. So enjoy those on us. The main feature of the site allows you, the listener, to create the content for the website. Everything you see on the front page in the main section was created by a listener like you. So get on over there to freetalklive.com. Get yourself an account. It's all totally free and you can uh, get interactive in various different ways. 
So freetalklive.com. Dale is with us tonight here from anarchyinyourhead.com, and he's sharing with us the nine most badass Bible verses. We are down, I believe, to number one. This is from cracked.com. Uh, you're wrong again. This is we number are. two. I'm sorry. I thought we did number two. <laughs> what I should be emphasized in this story was the bravery of the Philistine soldiers. Samson oh, we're still in the midst of number two. You know. I'm sorry. Okay, this is so the story thought... where Samson slaughters a thousand Philistines with an right. with an ass jaw. I thought we had so. finished it up. Samson, the strongest man in the uh, the entire biblical story. Yeah. So uh, you know, the, uh, so the uh, you know the, the Philistine soldiers seem pretty brave, specifically the ones in the back who kept charging even after seeing. 700 or so of their comrades go down with shattered skulls. We're talking about guys who probably climbed <laughs> over a pile of bodies 15 feet high to get to him. Now, this Mark, you'll, be, you'll find this interesting. If this story <laughs> seems improbable, you can always claim mistranslation, mistranslation. For instance, in some versions of the story, it's 20 Philistines instead of 1,000. We like to think they merely made the mistake of confusing a donkey's jawbone with that of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> well, you could almost – Hollywood would have you believe that a man could kill uh, 20 people with the jawbone of an ass. I mean yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll see those uh, amazing stories. So, I, you know, that one I could, I could see people going for, but the, <laughs> the thousand is where it really starts to just get crazy because, you know, they, they do point out that this would, this would leave all these bodies. I mean, when, yeah. when, you're, when you're number 800 and you're trying to get to Samson and you've got 800 dead comrades lying in what must be piles and piles, I mean, I guess he— Let's go home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like this. Or perhaps donkey's jawbone was mistranslated from the original Hebrew word for minigun. <laughs> runners, up, runners, up to this, uh, runners up for this spot on the list included Joshib Bashebeth, Bashebeth, who according to Samuel 23.8, raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Obviously, he lost points for killing fewer men and for using an actual weapon to do it, which almost seems like cheating at this point. There was also Anath in Judges 331, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goad. Oh, an ox goad is a sharp stick you use to poke oxen. I was going to ask, what is an ox goad? Uh, and they answered it. Uh, that started with that started the Israeli tradition of killing large numbers of their enemies with farmyard tools, which continued through Samson and on to modern times where the Six-Day War of 1967 was won by a crippled Israeli peasant wielding a watering can. <laughs> That's a joke. The yeah. um, actually the nunchucks and many of the uh, the sort of, the sort of uh, martial arts weapons that you'll see are uh, modifications from tools that the laborers used. Ass jawbones? Um, no. Yeah, I think that no. uh, I think that the the that it was a flail, uh, you know, that was used to beat wheat okay. or something. Well, either way, the Philistines almost certainly remembered Samson as the worst thing that ever happened to them. You'd think that uh, at yeah. that point I, there wouldn't be very many Philistines left. <laughs> the Philistines really lost entirely this whole uh, Jew-Philistine battle thing to the point <laughs> that they're actually a bad word. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. it is an insult to be called a Philistine. So yeah, That's yeah, like saying, you really, really, <laughs> really beat these guys when 2,000 years later, people yeah. are 3,000 years later, people are using their name as a uh, as an insult. Yeah. I mean, that is really beating them. <laughs> so we are actually to number one, Ian. All right. Uh, so hopefully we won't lose track again. No. Thank you for that. <laughs> Samuel, you keeping me on track. Samuel 18, 25 through 27. Until David came along. So Samson was pretty badass until David came along. 
Saul replied, Say to David, The king wants no other price for the bride than a hundred Philistine foreskins to take revenge on his enemies. Saul's plan was to have David fall by the hands of the Philistines. When the, attendant, when the attendants told David these things, he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law. So before the allotted time elapsed, David and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. He brought their foreskins and presented the full number to the king so that he might become the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave him his daughter Michal Ma- Ma- in marriage. Or M- Michelle? I don't know. I <laughs> so this passage raises several thousand questions just off the top of our head. Uh, our head? Our heads? That's a weird expression. Anyway, what did Saul, the king at the time, want with 100 foreskins? Was he going to make a scarf? <laughs> did David think this was a strange request? Maybe he wanted to eat them. <laughs> no, it, it's disgusting. No, the reason is is because Jews uh, circumcise it's, it's, oh. the, 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 their children, and to be a, to be holy in front of God, you must have these. Uh, I just thought it was proof off. of that you killed some men. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay. I think that this is uh, somehow just showing that you know we're going to enforce our way of doing things on these people. I see. If They're this was dirty, secretly dirty foreskins, if this was secretly a plan to have David killed, why didn't he require he bring back say one hundred bear foreskins? Mm-hmm. Did David just wander into Philistia, Philistia, and kill the first two hundred men he saw? Did they think this was odd? <laughs> or with all the other crap that went down back then, did they just shrug it off? How do you forcefully circumcise 200 men without violating the don't grab the junk commandment from earlier? Well, it's only for women. It's only for women, yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> men can grab junk? I, I thought the Bible was against homosexuality. That's not it, it, the homosexuality occurs in the mind. Well, it was in a it was in a fight situation, right? The the, the original. Uh, oh, quote that's that just read. an excuse. There's just guys want to grab junk. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we were just fighting. I don't know what you're talking about. I needed some foreskins. It wasn't gay. No homo. <laughs> I don't. I think that this makes perfectly good sense. Uh, you've got you've got a guy who's a problem. That's David, and you have a group of people that's a problem, and that's the Philistines. You send <laughs> the guy who's a problem after the people that are a problem, and w- what what's the worst case scenario? Some problems are solved. Yeah, I yeah. think that this is a this is a fine idea. I I think it's silly uh, that to, I'm to believe it, but okay. Um, you know, it, I suppose it could have happened. Two hundred people. It it depends on how many friends. <laughs> friends he took with him there's if another his, question though. if his friends were ninjas maybe yeah <laughs> whose job was it to count the foreskins after david came back mm-hmm. they do have they, uni- they, have do they make a pair of tongs long enough for that task <laughs> <laughs> you, this isn't this isn't free people they, they got eunuchs and slaves for things like this okay this is the thing that i find so reprehensible about the old testament is the way that it just shrugs off slavery um mm-hmm. and just you know this this fair just good god who's the same fair just good god we have today just doesn't have a problem with slavery and I, you know, he could have solved a lot of problems in human history. He could have really moved us forward instead of this whole, hey, you shouldn't be grabbing other people's junk there, law. A good he could have substituted. Video. It's not okay to own another human being. To do so is reprehensible. To suggest doing so is reprehensible. And if you're going to dispense punishments, kill people who do this crap. That's gonna, that would yeah. be a good 11th commandment. There, uh, was a, there was a great video. I saw a guy say that, you know, basically when Jesus is about to decide to go to the go to earth and do the things he's going to do on earth and and there's and the angels are making suggestions to him about things he could do to prove that he's the lord and everything this is the non- oh, you could you non-stamp. could tell them about germs you could tell them to you know, wash their hands yeah non-stamp collector it's awesome wait what i'm sorry you kind of cut <laughs> off his, his story what 
angels were telling Jesus uh, in, in this video that was done, it was like a little mock-up of mm-hmm. Jesus in heaven right before he comes to earth in, in human form to, uh, to, you know, and they're telling him some things he could do to prove that he's the Lord and, and to inspire people's faith. You could tell them a lot of useful things like sure. the germs cause all these d- diseases. Oh, no, no, demons. It's yeah. demons. We're going to tell them right. demons. No, I'll just but, tell them it's demons. <laughs> I think I've seen this one. You, you know, there's all these things he could have said that would actually be really, you know, and then in modern times, people would go, wow, Jesus knew these things mm-hmm. back then, you know, right? That would that would tip me off that yeah. Jesus was perhaps a very uh, enlightened and, uh, you know, perhaps maybe even the son of God. If he would have mentioned, oh, I don't know, back Bacteria, how they uh, washing your hands might have, you know, been a good thing. Nope, nope. Driving demons out of people. Until free numbers. 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. I actually got uh, smoking ban updates from both the East Coast and the West Coast coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. You can reach Free Talk Live. That's this show. You t- uh, take control at 800-259-9231 and bring up whatever you want. 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. You can visit us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy our features there. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo to show they are indeed listeners of the program. You can also send a validated video uh, over at shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, that is shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you want to know how to give your baby a head start? You can teach your baby to read beginning as early as three months old. It's easy and it's fun to do with the Monkey See, Monkey Do Baby Reading Kit. And if you order now, you can uh, get free shipping over there at babyreadingkit.com. Uh, as I understand it, that was a that was the offer that they, they last told me about. You'll have to check with them, but I'm sure that they'll offer it to you anyway. If you uh, mention this ad, it's babyreadingkit.com. And my son has, uh, has, has in fact, has taken this. He can read this program works and i recommend it for your kid it's it's amazing to see uh, to to see my son w- read off these flashcards it's babyreadingkit.com all right so 800-259-9231 is the number here you can take control and we go to a couple of different stories about smoking bans from the west and east coast first a quick one out of new york city where the proposal is on the table and normally you don't talk i don't talk so much about proposals to change things on this show. Cause Sometimes they're very shocking, though. There are a lot of crazy proposals out there. This one doesn't seem so shocking, just because we've all been acclimated to the idea of smoking bans, or many of us have. Uh, they they have spread across the United States. Uh, I don't think there are. In, I don't think they're in all fifty states. I don't know how many they are in, many. Uh, but a lot of them have them, and some municipalities also have them if the the state governments don't. And of course. 
they tend to be the uh, the most extreme in California and New York City, also one of the highest regulated places uh, in the country. So you den- you tend to see uh, bans and controls and, and new regulations spread. So this one's actually not a new idea. It's just that New York City's getting possibly closer to implementing it. They want to take their smoking ban outdoors. City officials, uh, this is according to the Associated Press, they announced new legislation on Wednesday that would outlaw smoking in parks, beaches, marinas, boardwalks, and pedestrian plazas throughout the city. That means no smoking in Central Park or on the Coney Island boardwalk. Visitors could be issued quality-of-life summonses because your life will be made better with a trip to court uh, by the Parks Department. Mayor Michael Bloomberg has said in the past he was skeptical the city could pass such an expansive smoking ban, but the staunchly anti-tobacco mayor said in July that he was waiting for a final city report on the idea. City Council legislation will require hearings before the full 51-member body can vote. Other states and cities nationwide... 51-member body, body of what? The City Council. That's how many people are on the city council in New York City? The way I read that, I, wow. you, can, you can check that I had that no claim. idea. You can check that with them. By all means, check I mean, it. it's, it's one of the, the biggest governments in the world. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I just, I, I never realized there were there's so many people on it. Other states and cities nationwide have similar bans in parks and beaches, which is why it will work. Because that's all the legal department has to do is they'll just come to the mayor with their report and they'll say, yeah, yeah it's working out in uh, Santa Monica. So it'll work here. You know, it's it, it, it makes perfectly good sense if you look at it like parks and these places belong to the government. When you when you realize that uh, you know the, these spaces don't belong to us altogether, because you know that's those are the ones that are forced to fund it. Smokers and non-smokers alike are forced to fund these parks, these mm-hmm. beaches, and these whatever. But now you can't be there and but enjoy now, a cigarette. Well, now you yeah now you can't smoke your cigarette outdoors in these places. And I, I'm sure it will pass. I I'll bet I bet it will at some point, uh, if not this this particular time. Uh, you know right, and because it's, and it's because somebody might be offended, right? It's not because this is in any way a health risk to people. You're outdoors. You you are not. Well, I don't like uh, you know. I don't like smelling cigarettes at all personally. But but that's what I'm telling you, Mark. Yeah. It's about what you like. It's mm-hmm. not about it being a health risk. You're outdoors. You're not forced to encounter this. If you're downwind from it, it's a minor blow-by. This isn't a significant, uh, concentrated amount of smoke. It's not like you're in a smoky I'm bar. I'm sure someone could argue. Like, if you're sitting right next to the person who's smoking, I agree with you. It seems quite absurd. Then don't sit sure down right next to the person it. smoking, right? I mean, the, yeah. Yeah. pick another bench. <laughs> so, uh, so it's all about what's comfortable. So let's outlaw um, stinky perfume and farting in uh, public parks as well, because you know those are make people uncomfortable. Also, those smell bad. Yeah, I, I it's was, not uh, about health. It's about things that smell bad. It's about people not liking cigarette smoke and uh, the people that smoke them. Right? Isn't that what this is really all about? Because who could claim this is about health effects? Well, I think that uh, some people have worse uh, reactions than others, but I, th- I I would have to agree. You're talking this is very diluted, and it's it's mostly in passing. And uh, you know, to some extent, the the smoker sat down next to you, and you don't like it. Then you can get a, you know pick up your blanket at the beach and move downwind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand you were there first and all that stuff, but it's hey, public the, property. The smoker pays those his taxes too, and it's I, it's it's a tough scenario. That's why public property is a bad idea. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, if parks were privately owned, then the private owners could set whatever rules they want, and there wouldn't be much you could 
you could say about it. I mean, you could complain to the owner, but if the owner didn't care, <laughs> if the owner didn't like I, smokers, then... I do worry about... Uh, I know there's this this notion of privatizing. There was even a, a, an article about privatizing a local park um, recently. And I know it's presented often as like a solution to government abuse of public, you know, rules on public property and everything. The problem is it's if, if I worry about these piecemeal applications of it in a, in a, in a very status society, because, for instance, uh, you know, the trespass of 12 people were arrested at a local jail out here mm-hmm. uh, because it was considered it was called it was de- declared to be private property, even though it was paid for with tax dollars. It was just that there was a workaround somehow. And, and I'm sure I hope it gets resolved to not be valid and everything but they had somehow done this workaround but even though it had been paid for with tax dollars and everything they had somehow declared it to be private property so they could do whatever they want with it so i just worry about it just being a workaround Mm. you know what i mean like sure somehow maintaining control indirectly or but it's private so they can just kick anyone off of it and all of a sudden now they can't you can't even make the claims you would normally make about it being public property so that they don't just arbitrarily do whatever they want so now uh, switching over to the West Coast, because that was the uh, New York City proposed changes. There have actually apparently been some changes out in Santa Monica, according to LAWeekly.com. If you're a smoker, you're not welcome in Santa Monica. That's pretty much the message of the city to Santa Monica, uh, that the city of Santa Monica sent to smokers Thursday as a new law went into effect, making it illegal for people to light up within 25 feet of any apartment building, window, or vent. According to the Santa Monica Daily Press report, <laughs> this is going to be just make it ridiculous. You're going to have to go home to smoke. <laughs> well, no, 25 feet of uh, any apartment building window or vent. So I, I guess that means apartment. I guess that means apartment windows and apartment vents. Because well, maybe it means all the windows. I'm not positive on that. Because I guess you would you be allowed to smoke outside your own house if if you were within 25 feet of of those windows, but your neighbors, if you're within 25 feet of their windows, would it then be illegal? It's all getting confusing. I me. don't know. I mean, it's I, it's hard to say. The intention the, is to what prevent. What it comes people. down to is going to be an, an incredibly elaborate set of rules that they will just be able to get you one way or another. They'll have no it, yeah. smoking. Uh, so we'll give you a little bit more about this new law out there in Santa Monica, and you can look forward to it spreading to a city near you because like i said before that's how these things work 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line you can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything this is free talk live hello my friends and welcome to a 32nd edition of verbal surgery i'm your verbal surgeon tim a cummins here to radiate your brain for maximum gain because let me tell you something you are a person of tremendous value of great love towards others and people love you too that's because you are a terrific person a person of terrific qualities getting better every day because you get to listen to verbalsurgery.com This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at at freetalklive.com. I'm sorry, Mark. It's, it's uh, Mark's laughter is infecting me here. Now it's not fair because when we come back laughing from the break, we have to talk about oh dear what it was that uh, <laughs> was making us laugh. In this case, we should just reference it. It's another yeah. uh, cracked.com story, and this one is entitled "What 
the six raunchiest. Let me see here. The six raunchiest, most depraved sex acts from the Bible. Yeah. So it's we very funny. Yeah. And uh, you know, go not, read it because not, we're not going to read it on the air. No, not so. appropriate for the air. If you want to read it, <laughs> go to crack.com and dirty, read it. Dirty book. <laughs> And uh, and check with your parents first and get a permission slip. Absolutely, you should bring children, this one up in Sunday school. Do not read this book uh, <laughs> without your parents' permission. Book, bookmark the page and bring it up in Sunday school the next yeah, time. Yeah, there, there you go. Ask about it in yeah. Sunday school. <laughs> uh, so yeah. All right. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is again the SACL CAI toll free line. We will take your phone calls about. Uh, whatever happens to be on your mind. Also, don't forget, we've got a lot of archives over at freetalklive.com. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you just click and you download, and they're yours, free. So head on over and enjoy freetalklive.com, the archives brought to you by HostGator. HostGator.freetalklive.com. That's the portal we've created to get you your first month of hosting completely free with HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. I mean, how much easier do they want? Do you want them to make it for you? Uh, you, you can Whether it's a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. All right. So uh, we're going to continue here giving you smoking ban updates as New York City looking to ban smoking from pretty much anywhere that's outdoors. Uh, uh, what the, the, the city controls, and the they haven't passed that one yet. We'll let you know if we hear about it. Santa Monica outlawing smoking on balconies, uh, out, outlawing smoking within 25 feet of any apartment building, window, or vent, according to the Santa Monica Daily Press. The law is intended to prevent people from smoking on patios and balconies of apartments. Smokers who break the law are fined $100 for the first offense, with multiple violations adding up to $200 and $300. Landlords must also post signs informing tenants of the new law. They'll have until December 1st to give notice to all tenants in affected units, letting them know of places where smoking is banned. So this is another one of those laws that requires business owners, or in this case, just a landlord. I suppose if you're running an apartment building, you probably are a business owner. But then again, I own a duplex, and it's likely that this would apply to me. Anything that's got an attached uh, facility on it that another person could live in would be subjected to uh, to rules like this. So, so basically, the government people are relying on all of the landlords out there to be their semi-enforcers, or at least be their They're informers. unpaid deputies. Yeah. Yeah. And Santa Monica City Council supported the ban with Mayor Bobby Schreiber casting the only dissenting vote and get this he voted no because he didn't think the law was strict enough the mayor wanted to expand the ban even further to make landlords designate certain units as non-smoking santa monica already has laws that prohibit smoking in multi-unit residential common areas such as yards and play areas smoking is already excuse me also banned at public beaches bus stops and outdoor dining areas on the third street promenade so like i if i only have uh, t- people coming to me who smoke, I have to turn them away because and wait for someone who's a non-smoker. If I only have non-smoking units left, that, that I have didn't been pass. Required. That one didn't didn't pass. I, I'm just sort of exploring this thought, but this it would. Thought he was having yeah. that you would require people to have some non-smoking units. That's right. That's and what... that means that if someone came to me <laughs> and I have nothing but non-smoking units left that I have to have because of this douchebag. So the... then oh. I can't. 
I have to turn people away and leave them unoccupied until I get some non-smokers or something? You know, this, yeah. this the whole idea of a non-smoking unit, I can understand why people want it. Smoking stinks. But, you know, the, the big thing about smoking is always the secondhand smoke. And they'll, they'll cite this fallacious uh, data from the 80s on the EPA report mm-hmm. that's been debunked, uh, you know, uh, multiple times. It's just it's it's not science. And uh, but. You know, an old unit that somebody smoked in, that's just distasteful. And mm-hmm. the per individual can decide whether or not whether they, they want be to there. rent that unit. Right. Not, it is not in any way harmful. Right. How, how bad do you want to live here? You walk in, you smell the smoky uh, curtains and uh, the smoky carpet, and you say to yourself, eh, I don't want to deal with this. I'll yeah. go look at another place. I don't want to wash these curtains. It's, yeah. They, yeah, someone making suggestions like that just doesn't, doesn't understand that the market will address that. Of course not. He's the mayor. <laughs> You know, and and if it's not a smoking or non-smoking unit, which is probably not the best way to handle it, you just clean it well. I mean, you all yeah. the furniture presumably you've it's gone in most cases. You take the curtains, you wash them, you you you, you got know, hard floors that helps you know, too. If you, right? if, yeah, you hard carpet. floors. Or if you have carpet, you do proper carpet cleaning. You get the smell out, and non-smokers will be fine. It's you don't need a unit designated. That would be a horribly inefficient way to deal. But with he's it. the mayor. He knows these things. He is wise. It that's why he was wise. elected the mayor. He's got power, and that's all yeah. that matters. And he's probably been a government bureaucrat for his entire career. Sure, he doesn't I have to solve When you have otherwise. these bureaucrats making rules for businesses and landlords, and and you know when they they you know the, these people have not run businesses themselves. No, typically they don't no. realize the complications that already exist and how much more in in hellish they're making it for. But people. honestly, they don't care. Um, they you know most of them think that businesses, corporations specifically, is always the buzzword. Are these evil entities? And I agree that there are big problems with the you know what a corporation is, and that you know those problems need to be addressed. However, I have no problem with people doing business. I think it's a human right. So there you go. That's a couple of... It's also addressing human needs. Needs are being met by business. The government government (laughs) addresses human needs. Yeah. Couple yeah. smoking ban updates for you there. As you can see, they just continue to expand. Now in Santa Monica, you cannot smoke in many public areas, uh, including the again, uh, you, you can't even smoke out in your yard if you are in a multi-unit. You cannot smoke at a public beach, a bus stop, a park. It, they're just narrowing it down to where the only way you're going to be able to smoke, and it's almost like this now. The only way you'll be able to smoke is if you're in your own home that is separated from another home. So you have to you no way you could be in an apartment building. There's no way you can be in uh, in a duplex or multi uh, multiplex of some sort. You have to be in your own standalone house and you'll likely have to have your windows and doors a certain uh, distance away from, from other people from your and neighbors. Doors. Right. Uh, and so, and you eventually they'll make it so you have to close the windows and doors. That way, somebody who's on the street uh, that happens to be walking by, uh, you know, won't be able to smell be it. Infected. But then, if you've got kids, you won't be able to close the windows and doors. You won't even be able to smoke in your own home with your kids. There are laws around the country that say that if you uh, if you have kids, you can't smoke in your car. Yeah. Uh, so, so you can't smoke, you can't smoke in your car with your kids there. Maybe that's what you'll have to do eventually is you'll have to, if you've got kids at home, you won't be able to smoke outside because the smoke might waft over to your neighbor's yard where they have kids or they just don't like smoke. So you'll have to go out in your car, roll up the windows by yourself and smoke in your car. Maybe that will be the only place eventually that you'll be able to smoke as long as the kids aren't in the car with you at the time. 
I mean, they, really, they are literally whittling it down to that point. And it's, it's just a matter of a few more pieces of legislation before that's the situation out in the, the West Coast. I, am, I, am I exaggerating? No. I mean, we've, we've talked about the smoking bans since the very first night we ever did Free Talk Live. This, is, this was, I think, the first issue that we ever talked about because it was back in 2002 when the fool voters in, uh, in Florida, by a margin of 70%, because they always vote yes, whenever there's a, a, a referendum on the ballot in Florida, it always passes by 70%. So whatever you put on the ballot, you can pretty much count on the oldsters in Florida to go down, oh, that sounds like a great idea, and they'll just check off the yes box. So the smoking ban passed, and we've been, we've been following smoking bans and their expansions for years on this program. And they just – there's no turning this around. They just keep getting worse. The smokers are a persecuted group of individuals, and they will be chased – to the back alleys by the dumpsters they'll be chased into their cars away from their their homes it's just crazy 800-259-9231 that is the SACL CAI toll free line you can take control of the airwaves they're going after the e-cigarettes too they want to stop you from smoking those 1-800-259-9231 too much like cigarettes. 9231. Free have you been thinking about starting a website I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. You can take control of the airwaves, just dial in, toll-free, bring up what you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, and you'll find that the features there are free. Now, if you want to help support the show, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the profits that Amazon would normally keep for themselves. So you just start your Shopping through our link, it's the same old Amazon. They've got great prices, huge selection, even used items if you want to go that direction. Uh, whatever it is you order through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, FreeTalkLive gets a cut. So get your shopping started at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and do it while you still can. Uh, the news, according to MSNBC, that uh, the state governments are now working harder than ever to collect online sales taxes. With budgets in crisis, they are gathering steam for their enforcement efforts, says Alex Johnson, their reporter. It's too early to know exactly how much the Nebraska chapter of the March of Dimes raised this week at its annual signature chef's auction in Omaha. But odds are that more than 10% of the charity's proceeds are going straight to the tax man. That's because the March of Dimes went online when it bought about 4,000 t-shirts from a Florida vendor to give donors during its March for Babies walk last April. The charity often buys supplies and other materials online, and it also raises money online by selling items at auction, racking up a big tax bill in each case. We didn't know that, says Rosemary Uprook, the director of the Nebraska chapter. We wish the law was different. It's taking money away from helping babies. 
Specifically, it's taking away about $26,000, the amount the state of Nebraska says the March of Dimes owes for unpaid taxes on the April purchase and other online transactions it engaged in over the last five years. Oprock acknowledged that we owe the money, which she said would have to come out of proceeds from this week's fundraiser. Assuming the final tally is the same as last year's, about $215,000, the state tax bill will eat up nearly 13% of the donations. So instead of actually giving money to help children, the uh, good portion of the money that you would have given to the March of Dimes in that case is going to help bureaucrats, help keep them fat and happy. The law the March of Dimes stumbled over is similar to statutes in most other states. Arcane regulations that mean you are probably a tax scofflaw, along with just about everybody else who has bought something online. That's roughly 80% of all U.S. adults. And there are, of course, uh, estimates out there that say that you, you break... You know, at least three. You, you commit like three felonies a day, or something like that. There are just so many laws. I'd love to and, see that. And so I mean, many, so many uh, rules out there that there's no way that you couldn't uh, be in violation of of them at any given time. The reasons are complicated because they involve variations in tax codes in the 46 states that collect sales tax, not to mention thousands of local tax regulations across the country. That leads to confusion, even among advocates for or against enforcing existing tax policies on online purchases, which are often misleadingly characterized as attempts to create a new Internet sales tax. Sales taxes or similar levies have always been in place on most online purchases in most states, but they're almost never paid. And with their budgets in crisis, states are more determined than ever to get their share Mm. do you have a physical nexus the confusion boils down to who does the collecting and when as with everything involving tax legislation there are exceptions and other complications from state to state for example if you live in delaware montana new hampshire or oregon which have no sales taxes none of this applies under a 1992 Supreme Court ruling, businesses are responsible for collecting sales taxes on every sale they make in a state where they have a physical nexus. In other words, if the business has a store, an office, or even a single sales rep in your state, it's supposed to tack the state's sales tax onto your bill. Online retailers like Amazon.com typically don't add the tax, except in the states where they're based or where they have physical facilities like warehouses or distribution centers. Amazon, for instance, collects... Sales taxes only in Washington, its home state, Kansas, Kentucky, North uh, Dakota, and New York. The tax is still supposed to be paid, however, and if the seller's not responsible, then you, the buyer, are. In general, you're supposed to voluntarily file your own report and pay the standard tax on your out-of-state online purchases. Ludicrous. The, the appropriate forms are available on state tax agency websites. Revenue officials are happy to remind you. I'm sure. But it turns out the vast majority of Americans are completely unaware of those rules. Mm, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, so the forms don't get filed and the taxes don't get paid to the tune of $8.6 billion in 2010 alone, according to the National Conference of State Legislatures. That's a big problem, they say, because sales taxes, as they're called when they're handled by a retailer, and use taxes, as they're called when the customer handles them after an out-of-state transaction, most often pay for schools and public safety. It's just a lack of education, said Adrian Farwell, a spokes bureaucrat for the South Carolina Department of Revenue, which is estimated to have missed out on $94 million in collect, uncollected online taxes last year. Well, what is the solution here for these, these poor, poor state governments? Clearly, jail cells will solve this problem. Let's just throw all of these 80-plus percent of the people that are making online purchases into a jail cell, and that'll teach them a lesson. 
Anybody else got any ideas? Um, I think that this is just an area where you've got an unenforceable law. There's all kinds of unenforceable laws out there. The government, uh, the, the, the legislators have no onus of, uh, of responsibility when it comes to making laws that are actually enforceable, that aren't stupid. And so they'll pass whatever they pass. And then if they can catch up, oh, 5% of the population, uh, make them pay, then, well, what's the big deal? We got, we got that much more extra money. And I, we, we had some bureaucrats employed in the process. I know catch a guy me. in California who was very proud to say he always filled out his forms to pay online really? sales taxes. That's sad. Mm-hmm. What a sad California man. has a, if I recall, California has a rule like that where you're supposed to pay the sales tax on things you buy online, and <laughs> you're supposed to fill out the so form when track. you do your, when you file your income taxes yeah. at the end of the year. You're supposed to keep your receipts and and file and and pay that with your income tax and say this is how much I bought from Amazon. Even though it's or totally off the, their records, they have no idea whether you bought People stuff or not. People volunteer the information. Yep. They pay the tax and it's they're glad so to take it. It's so sad. It's and, so uh, pathetic. And he, yeah, he didn't want. To, he wasn't going to be a bad person and break the law. According to the story here, again, the spokes bureaucrat saying it's just a lack of education. We just need to educate the taxpayers. They just need to be informed. It's not education. It's threatening. You're going to threaten them. Well, you're educating them that there is a threat involved. Right. And she says there are taxpayers that are willing to comply with the law and remit the appropriate amount of taxes that are due, but they don't know that that's what they're supposed to be doing. South Carolina, like most states, relies on consumers to be honest. But if you happen to That's be not honest, honest. Uh, you know, look, look, hold on, folks. If a robber comes up to you on the street, points a gun at you and says, give me all your money. Mm-hmm. You pull out the money that you have in one pocket and you give it to him. Are you morally responsible for telling him, hey, I've got money in the other pocket? <laughs> I mean, what kind of stupid nut says this? Well, they work for the government. Uh, the department, or actually, that was the article uh, writer, so journalists. Uh, the department of some journalists. Department of Revenue realizes that there's concern and there are issues with collecting the use tax, but we aggressively go after that because that's who you are. Yep, you are aggressors. You are people who don't respect the uh, the rights of other human beings, and that so you have no qualms with threatening people with violence to uh, to get your way. That's all you are. Amazon laws draw support as the economic downturn has gouged ever bigger holes in their budgets. Officials have started to turn up the heat. That's why Nebraska Tax Commissioner Douglas Ewald went after the March of Dimes, one of several charities he said the state is pursuing. Boy, they're really picking their uh, their yeah. targets there, huh? And all this money that the state's getting here, you know, this was going to go help ba- babies That's right. with diseases. That's right. Well, yeah. you know, they've got their priorities straight. Uh, so... <laughs> It's interesting that he's going after charities uh, because, well, they're bigger targets, right? It's it's easier to go after the business owners. It's easier to go after the charities. And because the business owners in the other states in which these uh, people are making the purchases from don't feel any obligation uh, because they're, they're not living under the exact thumb of those state legislatures. They're not in the same states. They don't feel the obligation to collect those taxes and send them. If you've got a business in Delaware, you don't feel the obligation to collect the taxes for uh, for uh, for California. So, uh, so that's what's happening here is now California. California saying, well, if you're making the purchase, we're going to come after you because we can't do anything to the people in Delaware. Right. They don't have jurisdiction. Yeah. Uh, so according to uh, the story here, the, uh, they're going after charities now. Uh, numerous other states are considering legislation or studying proposals that would crack down on non-payment of online taxes. The Alabama Department of Revenue is sending letters to random taxpayers telling them to <laughs> review – 
Yep, their Random. Last, their last three years of online purchases and send in a check. In February, Colorado enacted the so-called... Uh, you, you imagine how scary it is to get this letter in the mail? What if you didn't make any um, online purchases or you don't remember any or you don't have the paperwork for it? I, I mean, you're probably scared to death that the government knows what you've been doing. And you're too afraid to ignore them? Because people believe that the government is this big, efficient computer in yeah. the sky that knows everything, when in fact, <laughs> it's just the opposite. Yep. Uh, more coming up here. We'll give you some uh, other examples of what they're doing to crack down on you dastardly, dishonest people who would dare to buy a book on Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and not fill out a government form and pay a tax to uh, your masters to inform. In times of economic instability, precious metals are the best hedge against inflation and can be a great investment opportunity. Bullion Investment Corporation is the gold standard in precious metal acquisition. Whether you're in the market for gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, you can leverage up to 400% by taking advantage of the Purchase Power Program. And don't forget about the low price guarantee. BIC will meet or beat the price of any other broker. Bullion Investment Corporation, proudly serving our clients for over 25 years. For more information, call Bullion Investment Corporation now at 1-888-486-1275 or visit goldbullion.net. This is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those. Freetalklive.com. On the way here uh, this hour, if we get a chance, a ludicrous story out of our former home state of Florida involving a neighborhood that is going to be joining the city and not by choice we'll explain how that worked out for him uh actually right now uh well we were talking about an hour number two and we'll continue this discussion how state governments around the country are getting a little antsy uh they're having a tough time with well money considering that there's an economic downturn and well as a result of that the tax revenues are down so they're trying to desperately to uh get money out of you in whatever ways possible so they are targeting people who are buying things online because according to their rules you're supposed to be if you've got a sales tax in your state you're supposed to be paying sales tax on everything you buy online. So if you go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and you make some purchases and you're not in one of the, the few states in which Amazon does collect sales tax, uh, then your local state tax revenue uh, board is going to want to get you to fill out some sort of form and send it in to them with a check. Well, if they <laughs> if they know, the chances of them knowing are very unlikely. No, you're right. They they have no idea. But you're breaking the law, Mark. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, <laughs> on, qu- quite honestly, I think that bad law... Laws were made to be broken. Unfortunately, good people, a lot of them don't break bad laws when they should be. So like the March of Dimes, as we're being given an example here, the Nebraska Department of Revenue is going after the March of Dimes because they buy things online. They, they bought like 4,000 t-shirts for one of their charity events that they, uh, that they had. And so they've come after charities. They've gone and targeted charities because that they know they're, they're making that purchases. So low. Right? They know they're going to make purchases that are big online and, they're go- and they know they're obedient. The March so, of Dimes is trying to save children from horrible disorders and things like that, right? Well, we can't save children unless the government it, gets so, a cut. So that is that is blood money. I mean, yeah. they are. I mean, the March of Dimes is trying babies. to help babies, and they're taking money from them. That's right. 
just, they're claiming that they are going to put that you that money that they need that money more than the money for saving babies. Seriously? That's what they're saying. Pretty That's much pretty what they're much alluding it. to, if they're not saying it. Yeah, so uh, so a little bit more about this story. In uh, February, this is, again, some of the other things that the, the various state governments are doing. Colorado enacted the so-called Amazon law, declaring that online retailers are part of an economic nexus with state residents. Under the law, which has been challenged in federal court, Amazon and other online retailers are required to calculate the sales tax on every transaction and tell their customers how much they have to pay the state. They're also required to disclose the identities of their customers and how much they spent which has set off a fierce dispute over Coloradans' privacy rights. Amazon says the law was enacted over our strong objections. And it sounds to me like Amazon is challenging that because Amazon's been pretty good about uh, rejecting these Internet sales tax laws. It's good that there's a company like Amazon out there to uh, to fight this off because, you know, eBay is much more a situation with individuals uh, buying and selling to individuals. Mm-hmm. These rules still apply. I mean, when you're Presumably, buying, yeah. yeah, when you're buying at a flea market, you're supposed to pay the the, the sales tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, and that's the equivalent of what. But eBay what's ridiculous is. is the notion that Amazon is now supposed to be deputized to uh, start ratting on people. Well, they're not doing it and reporting people and all that. But that's the you know that's, gonna, all, that's the expectation they wanted them. Right? I imagine their too. their argument is going to be we're not in Colorado, so we're not going to do it. They probably would do it if they were in Colorado because uh. again, most business owners are pretty obedient when it comes to the local set of laws. But also in many ways, the the big you know businesses also will hire lawyers in order to attempt to uh, exempt themselves from from such things. So uh, another reason to shop at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Three other states have enacted laws like the Colorado statute since 2008, including New York, Rhode Island, and North Carolina, and at least a dozen more are considering following their example. A One of the bureaucrats or rep- so-called representatives in Massachusetts, William Delahunt, in July introduced legislation that would give states legal authority to compel payment of taxes on online purchases as long as they signed up for the Streamlined Sales and Use Tax Agreement, which the NCSL and National Governors Association created in 1999. So far, 20 23 states have joined the effort to set up a nationwide tax collection standard. So I'm sure they would love the federal government to get involved here Mm. and uh, help out their little client states. Delahunt's bill is before the House Judiciary Committee and its prospects are unclear, but it has picked up the vocal support of influential industry groups like the National Retail Federation and the Retail Industry Leaders Association. Shame on them. They argue that besides funding vital state programs, the national standard would even the playing field for in-state businesses that have to go through the red tape of calculating and collecting taxes for the state. Agreed. And it's, it, it, you know, it's a terrible onus that these businesses, these bricks-and-mortar businesses have in the in-state, in but why would you want, why would you want to make uh, it harder on other businesses? The Internet retailer, when they're not collecting that sales tax, they've got a 5% advantage, says the president of the Virginia Retailers Federation, which is backing an Amazon law in Virginia. This isn't fair. We're so obedient, and we, we do all the tax paying, and, and these Internet guys, it's, it's just not fair. They should be collecting taxes, too. Punish everybody. We need all equal slavery for all. It's so sad. common. It's really sad. It's so, and, and it's so common that the people who have been the most enslaved, in this case business owners, they are very obedient. They will do whatever it is the government demands They just want to make do. a living, you know? Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll be obedient to the point where they'll put themselves out of business. If the, if the government passes some law that will put them out of business, they'll follow that too. 
They'll follow these stupid laws and regulation, all the uh, regulations, all the way to the doom of their business. Well, that's because um, at the doom of their business, they don't want themselves to be held liable, and that's what the government's going to going to do. Mm-hmm. If you owe them, you know, as far as, far as they, by their calculations, owe them a whole bunch of money because you've been operating without paying them their taxes, well, then when you go out of business, you're going to be fifty thousand dollars in the hole or whatever it is that uh, they think that you owe them. The president of the Virginia Retailers Federation continued to whine for amazon and other outfits it's almost like having a sales tax holiday every day it's not fair kelly justice owner of the fountain bookstore in richmond is among those lobbying for such a measure in virginia she says it's only fair and that she is willing to assume the tax collection burden for her online customers in other states that enact amazon laws Look, I'm willing to be even more obedient. Let's just make it so these other people have to be obedient, too. I'll there turn are, the other slaves in if they right. try to rebel. Yep. These are advantages to the—there are advantages to the Internet. I don't dispute that, she said. But I think that we really need to look at seriously playing with the same rules. For consumers, a rude awakening. The wild card in the deck is how everyday consumers will react. Sharif Johnson of Columbia, South Carolina, was flummoxed when he learned he was supposed to pay taxes on his Internet purchases. He said, because from my understanding, you don't have to. That's what I always understood. South Carolina's laws are typically perplexing, or as another Columbia resident put it, totally unrealistic with all that we have to keep track of. Residents like Rousen are expected to keep track of their online purchases. At the end of the year, they're supposed to categorize each purchase by the county where the item will predominantly be used and apply the sales tax as calculated by that county. A special headache for someone who might live in a county with a 6% sales tax but run a business in a neighboring county with an 8% tax. That's crazy. And, you know, not, not that uncommon. It was that way in Manatee and Sarasota counties. When we did, when we started Free Talk Live, I lived in the, you know, the, the area of Manatee County called Sarasota. Mm-hmm. But you, Ian, lived in the, uh, you know, lived in Sarasota. That was in Sarasota County. I lived in Manatee County. We pay different sales tax on different things that are bought in those counties. But we didn't ever pay the uh, internet tax like they're talking about. Yeah, here. I don't know what that is. But hey, don't I admit that. Pay it. Don't admit No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the calculation is supposed to go on line 26 of the state tax return where it's labeled as not where it's labeled not as sales tax but the less familiar use tax the check of course is supposed to go to the state the law is similarly complex and similarly ignored in florida where amanda Gra- how the hell are you supposed to do it in florida they don't they don't even have an income tax form uh, Amanda Grout of Panama City says she spends hundreds of dollars a year buying books and clothes online but has never paid the use tax. She says, I'm not going out of my way to fill out all these forms and mail them in to pay any more money. In a sentiment that must hearten backers of the streamlined national tax agreement, she added, well, the only way I would do it is if they set it up on eBay or the website and forced me to do it. All right. Here, here. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can better believe they are desperately attempting to figure out a way to force online retailers to collect this and send it into the various state governments. It's Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And uh, again, you can take control of the airwaves tonight. It's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And don't forget to join us on our website where we've got a lot of features and they're all brought to you free, including our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're yours free on the front page of the site, the last week's worth of the show. Then click into the archive section to go back all the way to late 2006. All free. And thanks to hostgator.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people Without a lawyer who must know what it do what it takes to win, and for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal fees, maximize winning by knowing what their lawyers should be doing. It works for plaintiffs and defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy the average eighth grader can go through the complete four C D course in a single weekend. It's been written by a doctorate of jurisprudence, and I've taken the course. It's a great course. It'll help you if you are in this circumstance. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right, we're going to go right into your phone calls and then coming up an absolutely ludicrous story out of Florida about a neighborhood that uh, thought they weren't going to join the local city but found out otherwise. We'll give you the details, but first, James is on the line in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, James. Hey, can you hear me all right? Just fine. What's on your mind? Right on. Uh, first, I'd just like to say I appreciate what y'all are doing out there, freedom in our lifetime and all that. And, uh, Thanks. Uh, second, uh, uh, local cop made your top ten uh, stories. That's great. <laughs> oh, over at freetalklive.com? Uh, yeah. Which, the, uh, which story? The, uh, oh, professional favor for the daughter of the cop. Ah, yes. Where the cop uh, lets the somebody DUI, go for yeah. a DUI? Yeah. Nice. Um, we get most of our news around, it's a small town, most of our news goes by uh, Grapevine. Mm-hmm. And uh, people say, oh, that's just, oh, see, yeah, but that's what happens all the time. I know some things about that particular sergeant, but uh, I'm not going to say them on air. So, uh, but I'm glad he made uh, made the news. Uh, what Excellent. I really want to talk about was, uh, you mentioned real quick about, uh, in the in the uh, smoking ban section, about um, public land use. I mean, public land use. They said they set aside public parks and such, but but aren't they for the people? I mean, it's a, it's a place where you're allowed to gather and, you know, just be. I mean, private private parks have all kinds of rules and restrictions. I mean, if you own it privately, you can set all the rules. But public land shouldn't, shouldn't I mean, government simply be, uh, how to say, it, administrators, to, but to, to watch over it, but not set all these unreasonable rules. I mean, if you go somewhere public, you know, you can behave like a public person. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I you understand sound very what reasonable. the idea, the theory is uh, behind it. The the, you well, know, yeah. the practical application is is that when the government gets in charge of it, um, it generally doesn't look that great. Uh, there are instances of certainly good looking parks, but there's plenty of instances of really shabby parks. Um, oh my gosh! Because yeah. uh, people aren't uh, motivated in the same way to keep them up. The difference is striking uh, to me. To me, it was striking uh, between up here in in Keene, New Hampshire, where we live now, and in Florida, in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, the difference in the in the parks it just they seem nicer here in general and i think that a lot of that is due to the fact that uh, much of many of them are are taken care of by a, a team of volunteers uh, there's there are i don't know if all the parks are this way but there are a number of parks in the town uh, that you can find little plaques that will let you know that this park is taken care of by you know so and so volunteer group and if you want to get in touch with them here's how you can do it uh, so you can come and, and be involved and pull weeds or or give them money or, or etc whatever it is whatever different ways you can get involved a lot of this the fix, uh, fixtures in the parks are contributed by local businesses or individuals there are bricks the brick pavers 
in certain places that have names of people on them. The benches have names of uh, of people on them, people that contributed money to help make the park nicer. And I know it's one of those things that I noticed was really a standout to me when I came up here. It was like, wow, this is. These parks are pretty nice for government parks. Now the bathrooms in the one park not not so nice, uh, but that's <laughs> that's that's part for the course. Most bathrooms yeah. in most parks are horrifying experiences. Yeah. So well, I it's, it's where it's at. That's where it's at. I mean, public public involvement. Be involved in your neighborhood. It's not uh, whatever government entity is you know, in charge of policing it. You know, setting arbitrary rules. I mean, it's there for the people to gather and and. Whatever the local community wants, I mean, well, you know, the local community uh, wants places to gather, right? So well, yeah, the suggestion—that's what I'm talking about, right? The suggestion so, so that, that there wouldn't be parks that were owned by private entities, you know, by by that I mean, oh, I don't know, maybe a not-for-profit corporation that was set up to own a piece of land that was there for the purpose of maintaining it so everybody mm-hmm. could come. I mean, these kind of things happen all the time. You don't have to pay to go to church, do you? I mean, uh, right. my my uh, school, my private school that I went to, opened up its playground to the people in the surrounding area to sure. play on it when, when school wasn't in session. So, Great. so people would go there and they'd play on it. And I think that they probably took better care of it because they understood it was someone else's property. Certainly, there are probably vandals, but um, you know, they, they took, I'm sure they took better care of it because they didn't feel like, hey, this is partly mine. I had to pay for this crap or whatever it is that goes on in the sort of subconscious mind. But you know, the, the, it's called the tragedy of the commons. Uh, you know, is all you have to do is look at public parks don't think about them look at them and see the problems that are pervasive in these uh, uh in these things and you'll realize that well, th- this doesn't work well, i don't think that he's saying that it does work no You're, he's not right okay James? Well, if government acts as if they own them and they, they can ride herd over, well, no it's the public that owns it no. at the end of the day I mean, that's prove the it if you own it you, you can sell it. it go go put up a tent <laughs> <laughs> look at uh, what, what does own mean what does that Sorry, word mean I, I, think about it they did that Think what own well, means. Well, yeah. What does it, well, what does it mean if you have property? What, what, does that, what does it mean? It means you can control it. Well, it, well you, you it, more specifically, it means that you can exclude the use of other people from the use of it. Mm. Like right. if you own something, I can exclude other people from using it. I can say I only, I, I, only I get to use it or the people that I say can use it. That's what owning means. And so when you call something – when you say public and property in one phrase – that's the most oxymoronic mm, uh, contradiction con- uh, expression you can come up with. Public property makes space. no sense. Open space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's accessible that, by all of the yeah. public. That's basically really. what it is, Except but it's, it's not because what happens is the government controls it. The government well, owns it, and and whoever's in control can exclude the the use of it. For they'll send you can put up a tent, but they'll send men with guns uh, in there oh, to yeah, right. tell you you can't. So, do you think the only way that people would have open space where they could go and enjoy something is if the uh, government instituted this and handled it? Uh-huh. Well, the idea of uh, federal lands out west is that you can go and use them freely, and they even have uh, squatter rights. You know, if you're there long enough, they make stipulations. You have to be productive, produce you know something to to make it a valid claim, if you will. Uh, but a public space is because, well, especially in the cities, there was nowhere for people to gather. I mean, even the uh, the commons in front of the state house is basically a public area where you're allowed to gather. You're allowed to uh, speak freely. Uh, to do such things. That's a theory, uh, but, but they the drag people off, don't they? Well, yeah, they do, of course. <laughs> that, that, that's what we're <laughs> talking like about here. Saying. You're saying that you want the government to own a piece of... I don't know if he's of... saying that. I haven't no, heard no, him no, say no, that. No, 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 no. They, they, they don't own it. They offer it up to the people who own the government. They, they exist by our 
acquiescence. I mean, you know, uh, theoretically, they can be fired at any moment. Well, they, they exist. exist at our whim. They exist because we they allow them to. They, I agree they, interpret their, they interpret the Constitution at the end of right. the day. Well, <laughs> so, James, that's I, what happens at the end of the day. James, uh, thanks for right the call on. tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. They do exist because we allow them to. I agree that far. Um, and I don't think he was saying, I don't know, I don't think he was saying that he wanted a government to, to do these things. He's saying that's what it's supposed to be like. Right. And that's... The it, fantasy. Like, let's, let's talk about what things are supposed to be like, but don't fall into the trap that it's ever going to look right, like that. They're not like that. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. A lot of features there are free. In fact, the whole site is free. So enjoy it and enjoy the webcam. Another one of our free features. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch and listen to the program Uh, you can also interact because our chat room is in the same page so watch listen and chat with other listeners all for free over at cam.freetalklive.com the webcam brought to you by memorydealers.com hey are you frustrated with a lack of freedom where you live tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life well if you knew that thousands of liberty-minded people were all moving to the same place and getting active would you join them i did you can join the free state project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As uh, maybe the people living in Prospect Field, Florida, uh, would like to uh, consider because they just got screwed. According to sunsentinel.com, like it or not, the residents of Prospect Field will be living in Tamarack as of Wednesday. Now they are in unincorporated Broward County. After two failed tries at annexation votes, the state has said that the neighborhood must join the city. Still, Tamarack officials are saying they're confident that the Prospect Field group will be happy. No, don't worry. We'll take good care of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, it's all good. According to Andy Burns, the city spokes bureaucrat, he helped oversee the campaigns to annex the neighborhood voluntarily. See, now this is a very interesting story because the <laughs> there's no voluntary government. <laughs> As a, they tried to pretend like this was going to be voluntary, and we'll explain what happened here. He said, this is a spokesperson, the county is not in the municipal service business. For that reason, the people who live in unincorporated areas tend to be underserved. This allows them a higher level of service. And responsiveness. Counties all over Florida are in the municipal service industry. That's absolute bull crap. Manatee County, uh, Florida delivers water. Sarasota County, Florida delivers water. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pick up the garbage. This is this is nonsense. But the services Where'd this are guy better. Come from New England. The services are better in the city, so they're going to be happy with uh, with Tamarack. 
It also means higher taxes, by the way. Of course the county, it does. Then you're paying for two levels of government. Mm, the county is proposing so. a property tax rate of about $567 for every 100000 of taxable value, while Tamarack is proposing $650. But don't worry. It's all good. You're going to get more services. It also means, uh, excuse me, the 72-acre along, uh, 72-acre area along Prospect Road between wherever the heck it is, uh, has townhomes, rental apartments, churches, and some commercial property in the Henderson Mental Health Center at Abutza. See? <laughs> After the taxes are so high, it drives you nuts. We've got a crazy house you can, for you. You can check in. Uh, it abuts the curvy part of Prospect Road, wherever near the airport. There are 136 registered voters in the area, also known as Prospect Bend. 136. That's right. They just had to tax the crap out of these people, didn't they? Government chart. Well, cities need money, Mark. They've got to get it wherever they can. So let's start annexing uh, new properties into the city. Involuntarily. I mean, all the annexations I've ever heard of have been done, you know, through the the democratic process. Whether that's uh, you know, would you, well, they would you call, call that voluntary. That, whether you would, so call you that chose. You got to vote, so you had a choice. <laughs> well, right. they tried that so here too. Completely under your control. All you had to do is vote, and and uh, and then they do what they but want to do. But that's the point here. What, what, the ones you saw, Mark, were successful, so-called sure. voluntary annexes because people voted in favor of it. These Prospect Road folks said, or Prospect Field people said, no, 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 thanks. <laughs> they away. were given they were given two opportunities <laughs> to join the city of Tamarack, and they said no. It's like an opportunity to get on the train <laughs> to the uh, concentration camp. Governor Charlie Chris signed a bill in May making the annexation mandatory after the two failed God, voluntary Chris opportunities. Chris sucks so bad. I mean, there aren't too many politicians that are so spineless, that are so awful as Charlie Chris. I swear, he's just terrible. And oh, well, you just, just lived there. Spray- on tan thing. It's like he's orange. Oh, he has you, to do that in Florida? You only think that because you, <laughs> you live there, Mark. That's oh, well, all. Everybody's got, everybody can say that. I've about. had to deal with him on multiple occasions, and he's just awful. So the legislature uh, gave, an, gave all unincorporated areas of the state a 2010 deadline to join a nearby municipality. Oh, my gosh. If you're living in an unincorporated area of Florida, you've got sometime until sometime this year to join up with a city that doesn't make any sense that's what it says here the legislature gave all unincorporated this is what governor charlie chris signed all unincorporated areas must join a nearby municipality in march 2008 the city held an election and not one of the registered voters who live in prospect field turned out for the annexation question workers sat at the polls for 12 hours for naught so, in a November 2000, in November 2009, the city tried a mail-in ballot. Before that, the city sent out mailings, hosted a free barbecue at a city park to make their case, and pre-recorded phone messages to uh, the 75 registered voters for whom the city has phone numbers. Man, they went all out. They they did their damage. They held, held a free barbecue. Come on out and join the city. Get your, so we're going to give you some free food, and then we're going to take more money from you. Mm. And they, they're they not dumb, apparently, in Prospect Field because, well, the first time they didn't even turn out for it. The first time the Prospect Field folks said, hell with this. We're not even going to come out and vote. And so then just because they didn't come out and vote doesn't mean that they, you know, said the hell with this. But, um, you know, they didn't come out and vote no either. But just five voters wanted to become part of Tamarack. So this is round two, right? After the barbecue, after the 75 phone calls, <laughs> after the, the, uh, the mailings. Five people were convinced to join Tamarack, but five others came out to vote against it. And with ten people voting, the measure failed in a tie. So Andy Burns... Man, that must have just burned them up. <laughs> yeah. Now, the uh, the city manager, Jeff Miller, 
uh, teased the city spokesman at the meeting last week, saying, Andy Burns is the only guy I know who's run in two elections and never lost an election and never won an election. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Sometime in October, the city will host a meet and greet with refreshments at City Hall to welcome the new residents into Tamarack. <laughs> right. Somebody's going to get shot there. <laughs> Prospect, Field, uh, Prospect Field resident Christian Oz, whatever his name is, uh, age 31, can't pronounce it, said uh, he probably won't show up. He said, I don't think I will. I'm a very busy person. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, yeah, hey, we gave you two voluntary opportunities to join this wonderful city, and you said no. So f you. You're joining anyway, sucker. And you're gonna pay. Yeah. You're gonna like it. And now you got higher property tax. <laughs> Consider yourself annexed. Now yep. nothing has changed. It's just the bureaucrats saying, "Okay, now you owe us money." That's right. Yeah. It's so uh, absolutely yeah. insane. No, no, Mark. There's more services. <laughs> it's better to be in the city. There's Did more they services. Outline one of them. No. no. No, they didn't. Because they got it's the a higher services level of service. anyway. It's a higher level of service. Right. That's what level. he said. We and responsiveness. Promise, we promise to answer the phone and tell you no. <laughs> you know what? I mean, what? They'll be responsive to you. They're a higher level of Look, service. I've and lived in the city. I've lived in the county. I never noticed any difference. Yeah. The, the garbage trucks were better looking in the city. The city, actually, in Sarasota, you have the city trash cans. In the county, you could use your own trash cans. Yeah. In the city, you the have city, to have they the, give you trash cans yeah, that have to be used ugly. with their special truck. Yeah, they're so ugly. Well, I, I, I like them better. You did? I did. Yeah, I never. Actually, I think I lived in the city, but I, no, I didn't live in the city. I was close, though. Uh, so anyway, there I you go. That's, uh, that's how they do it. The, the whole, the, 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 this whole dance around, oh, it's voluntary. Look, we had a barbecue. We're just trying to get you on board. <laughs> Come on, consent. Consent. Oh, we're not going to consent? Well, we'll just go to the governor and we'll have him force you. You consented. Join. Yeah. When you voted for, when you, when you lived in the state, now you've yeah. consented. Yeah. So there you have it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if this is true, where they're saying that everybody that's living in an unincorporated area of the state has to join a municipality, that's pretty radical, isn't it? I mean, that seems yeah, I, really I, I, awful. I, I'm, I'm floored by that. I can't even imagine. How can states even handle, or cities even handle that? Well, it's a huge expansion of their um, uh, of their purview. They're going to get money. They're going to get the money, but they can't expand that quickly. This absolutely is a government job-making program. <laughs> Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. So the uh, the folks living there in Prospect Field have had uh, given them they've had themselves a taste of reality, and that is that the government owns them and they will tell them what to do, and the vote is irrelevant. You take control. Moments remain. Enough time for your thoughts on what you want. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free. So... Head on over there and enjoy, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can go to promote.freetalklive.com, and you get a list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. That's promote.freetalklive.com. So, I, uh, over at freekeen.com, uh, which is my blog site, uh, there's been uh, some comments on a story about the school teacher that was busted for growing marijuana plants. Mm-hmm. A third grade school teacher... Big bad tough cops came in there and they, you know, really cracked down on this guy because he's a vicious criminal and needs to be stopped. Uh, so they busted this guy and we posted a story. I posted a story about it over at Free Keen and it resulted in a lengthy discussion thread about the dro- uh, the drug war and how some people who are discussing things there. Uh, one in particular believes that yeah, it's okay to decriminalize marijuana, but those hard drugs. Those hard drugs, we this can't is, have that. Well, this is a big, big leap for people because, um, you know, most people, more people are familiar with using marijuana. They're, they're, they, you know, they know that it's a largely harmless drug. Many people have studied it that haven't done it, and they understand it's a largely harmless drug, especially compared to something like alcohol that's legal. But then they start comparing things to, like, alcohol and how much, uh, you know, how dangerous is it compared to, say, cocaine, heroin on an individual use basis. Obviously, you know, uh, more people are going to drink in society even if it was legalized and would say shoot up heroin but uh, you know what's it going to be like for those people that you legalize it for right and it ended up turning into a conversation about aggression and because we wanted to we want to strike at the root right to, to show people that look you may not agree with what these folks are doing the issue of meth and heroin you know two of the baddest hardest Worst drugs came up as the issues of discussion. Well, what about this? How can we get rid of this? We, this is bad. It's hurting society. That was the the argument. Well, I was pointing out that no, you're you're hurting yourself when uh, when you do these drugs, and you should be able to own your own body. And I'm talking with somebody who would you know may may self describe as a liberal. So you would think somebody like that would get the idea of of owning one's own body at the very least and being able to uh, to control it. But their argument was uh, essentially that well, even though it may only seem to hurt the individual, it's actually hurting the collective. It's right. it's hurting society. But you could make this same argument for tobacco. Uh, you can make it for for alcohol. You can make it for marijuana. This whole hurting society thing is just the, you know that that's perception. That's what I said. I mean, I said that uh, you can get hurt by a roller coasters. She said, "Well, you." She, she brought up that uh, well, you could die the first time you use heroin or or meth. I said, "You could die the first time you go on a roller coaster, couldn't you?" And she conveniently ignored that. Right. Uh, well, people, point. this is this is the reason, Ian, that you do not participate in online debates. Yeah. Because you will never. Ever, you ever, can't win. rarely, yeah. rarely, I should say, convince the person to whom you're speaking right. online because it requires a significantly higher level of self-policing than having a conversation. It's the reason that I, I try to avoid it. Sometimes I get sucked in. It's so easy. I've done it, it too. I recently got back into a debate with someone and I ended up regretting it. I'm it's like, just this so is not going. Yeah. I mean, how many calories do I have to spend tapping out my, my well-thought-out answer, my well-composed answer, so that, that they're you- not going to really look at that question? Closely can then... ignore the crap that I've just said. Right. Like, you know, like that's what you think about my time. Look, if you wanted if you wanted to just go about thinking about whatever you want to think about and not listen to other people's opinion, couldn't you have posted that? Hey, a uh, notice to all. 
your opinions matter nothing to me. I'm just going to think what I want to think. I mean, why why do they participate? It's just so silly. I just cannot stand it. Yeah, and uh, I I tend to agree this with you. This is what you say to them. Look, I've I, I I understand your points. I have these kind of discussions all the time. I'd love to discuss this with you on the air on Free Talk Live mm. from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Here's the call in line, and if you've got a pair, your call. If not, you just want to think whatever you want to think and continue on with your life. Good luck to you, because you cannot have a discussion with somebody online. They just they'll just ignore the stuff you said. And then you say in the next post, you didn't answer my questions on point A, C and you'll say and that F. five more times right. and they'll keep not answering your questions. <laughs> right. they, yeah. Because they can't. They can't say, oh, well, yes, of course, roller coasters, skydiving and scuba diving all result in death sometimes on the first try. But those things are OK. So, arbitrarily <laughs> arbitrarily right so it ended up you know getting to this uh, discussion about aggression and that it's it's wrong uh in my opinion to aggress against people and that means starting something and the individual in the in this case was conflating violence with aggression and i think it's important to make sure you understand that there's a difference if uh, somebody comes into your home and is attempting to murder your family, they are aggressing against you. If you use violence to defend yourself, then you've both used violence, right? Only one person is the aggressor in that instance, but both of you used violence. So there's the aggressive violence in the first place, and then there's the defensive violence in the second place. And what it ended up coming to, and I ended up kind of... Uh, I ended up condescending toward this person, and I wanted to, to bring that up because I don't know if there was a way. I guess the only way I wouldn't have been able to be condescending is if I just hadn't said what I said. But basically, the person came, came out and admitted, yes, I think aggression is appropriate under, under certain circumstances, that, mm-hmm. uh, that it is well, okay. that's the status viewpoint. Right, right. <laughs> but, really, yeah, yeah. but right, I got the, per- the person. You got what, to admit it, got it. Yes, I got the person to admit that. And uh, and so I basically said, I, look, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. And I don't have the exact quote in front of me here, but I was like, yeah, I, I used to feel that way, and and I don't feel that way anymore. And uh, you're the, you're the one holding the gun here, uh, basically, and I'm not I'm not advocating that, and I'm sorry that you feel that way. And and I was condescending toward her about that, and it made it sound like, well, I'm so much better than her because I have embraced the ideas of peace, and that you haven't, frankly. And I don't know if there was any way for me to not sound condescending in that particular situation. She isn't in favor of peace. On one hand, she claims to be in favor of peace. But on the other hand, her idea of peace is apparently the way to avoid sounding condescending. It's the best way to avoid it is to ask questions. How can you support the ideas of peace if... What you're proposing is, uh, you know, aggressing against somebody who owns their own body, who is doing something that you don't like. Mm. If you can if you can justify this action for going after somebody using heroin on their own body, that's not harming anyone, um, then I can use that same justification for outlawing anything. Anything you anything you can think of, and she would I can support it. it if you could get enough people to vote for it. Right, and that's what you know. What you support is not okay, peace. Yes, you support it's, democracy. It's addressing the subject and the the statement, as opposed to the person, I guess, and mm. saying you're 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 wrong. You know, saying as as much as possible, addressing the statement and what's wrong with the statement and what's flawed about the argument, as opposed to the person, I guess is. 
Good suggestions. Yeah. I uh, I blew it basically in that uh, in that conversation. Well, you know, it's I, I you know we all do at some point. I don't know. That <laughs> I think a, I don't know. You see, I think you blew it when you responded in it's, the first place. It, you know, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. It's the reason I don't participate online. much. Yeah. <laughs> online stuff. I mean, I I made this well thought out nine eleven uh, you know thing to this guy who was advocating more war, and uh, he had basically said we're going to be at war until we can stop these incidents like nine eleven. And I said to him, look, the more wars you have the more incidents like 9-11 you're going to have mm-hmm. i gave him instances of, of the timeline of uh, you know united states participation in the middle east i i talked i put up a thing about you know the united states blowing up a an airliner in iraq or excuse me iran back in 1987 and he unfriended me <laughs> you know i mean because this is just not how it works you can't do the nuances <laughs> that it takes to truly communicate in a way that's uh, meaningful. Know, meaningful. It's true. The way it's... that conv- is convincing because people mostly don't listen to logic. People listen to emotion and you have to appeal to their emotions. So you have to be able to look them in the eye, show them that you're being friendly and, you know, do all these things that, uh, that, you know, requires to convince that it's required to convince somebody. Sometimes you just use them as a shill to beat the crap out of to listen to other people. So other people say, well, Wow, I sound like that person, but that's about that's you know I don't I don't know how effective that is. I, I I'd say the you know it's more effective to convince the person you're speaking to, even to your audience. Well, maybe I will try that if uh, she bothers to respond at at this point uh, to invite her on and talk about it uh, on the air because it's it's just so sad, and that's where I was coming from. Was just just sad to see you know a nice uh, nice lady in this case, very very personable, very uh, friendly, uh, advocating violence. Somebody who would ordinarily ordinarily abhor the idea of picking up a weapon and pointing it at somebody. It's just it's but sad. She would never well, do that's it on the whole own. point of that's, that's society. The whole point of statism is that it absolves you of that sense of responsibility if you had to pick up the gun yourself and do it you'd feel responsible the guy who actually picks up the gun and does it doesn't even feel responsible because he's been told to do it by an authority figure so it's uh, no one feels responsible for the violence that happens that's the glory of statism anyway (laughs) definitely not a perfect communicator of these ideas i just figured i'd uh, put that out there because i blew it big time and i'm sure it's not the only time So we'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Don't forget to join Dale over at anarchyinyourhead.com. And good night. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. 